Hello, everyone. This is the NKU Sports Talk Show. I'm Josh Cobb. Noah Miller and Phil Hoffman are here with me. It is Tuesday, April 11th. We are here on the campus of Northern Kentucky University in Griffin Hall. Guys, coming off Easter weekend, how was your weekend? I had a wonderful weekend. Got to see the family, uh, both sides. It was beautiful weather. Yeah, I was watching the UFC fight Saturday night, so I didn't get much sleep for work on Sunday. And then Sunday night, I slept 10 hours. Oh my! Ten hours. I got a lot of sleep. We take that, and that was a actually a really good fight. I didn't see it, but the celebration was amazing. Pulling out the bow and arrow, shooting them—that's awesome. Uh, Phil, you watched the uh, Masters. We were talking about the Masters actually before, so let's start with that. As we were talking about, John Rahm pulled from behind. Oh like, yeah, Masters. What a choke job by Brooks Kepka. Yeah, and it was still a comeback from Rahm. You know, he wasn't like second place to uh, Brooks the whole time. You know, he had to fight his way up, and, yeah, he played great. It was a really fun uh, Masters to watch. And earlier on, Sam Bennett, who was an amateur, was right there in second, and I was pulling for him to win so hard because that would have been awesome to see Mm -hmm. a guy who literally just came off a tournament for Texas A&M, goes to the Masters, and then – as soon as he came home, he went to another tournament for A&M. What I thought was really cool with him is he wasn't just uh, repping um, his school wear. He was wearing, uh, like, logos from, uh, I think, like, Nike or whatever he was wearing. I think it was Under Armour. But, uh, yeah, he was, like, wearing all this brand wear, which usually the college guys, uh, <laughs> they don't get to do that. Exactly. They're usually stuck wearing their school spirit. So that was neat. John Rom had first, and Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson tied for second. Of course, Mickelson and Kepka are both in the LIV while Rom is still in the PGA. So I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who does, do not like the LIV weren't, uh, were pretty happy that Rom pulled from behind and got that win. Personally, I don't care either way. Yeah. I just like seeing good golf. Yeah. Yeah, Brooks was – he had a, a putt. He left it just short or – I think he just missed it uh, and then had to tap it in for uh, tied for second. What, a three-way tie, you said? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money on one stroke that you're missing out on. Rom had $3.2 million and the purse was $18 million. So, you know Mickelson and Kepka still got their oh, yeah. money's worth. And, and even the ones like down the list, you get over hundred grand. i will take that. Oh, all day. What about the trees falling? That was a uh, wild thing to see, especially on TV. And I was actually surprised no one got hurt because there was a lot of people around. Yeah, that was really fortunate. Obviously, everybody was able to get out of the way, which is really impressive. But like you said, there's so many people at these events just standing on the side. And, uh, yeah, that was fortunate it didn't fall on anybody. Yeah, I don't know how it didn't because that place was loaded with people. And just imagine being there. And having a tree fall out of nowhere. Yeah, Dude, that's that so scary. scary. <laughs> My cousin's a uh, big golf nut, and he was telling me how these trees, they're really tall, obviously, yeah. and uh, they're <laughs> just not deeply rooted. So they uh, are uh, prone to falling, I guess. So do golf courses need to change the trees? Is that, is it that sounds what like saying? it. If, I mean, it, it only takes one incident for them to cut them all down. So. <laughs> And then the last thing about the Masters, Tiger Woods dropping out. Mm. I know everyone was pulling for Tiger. I was. You want to see a legend do well. But, of course, his 
injury came back and started bothering him. And, Phil, you said it was pretty noticeable. Yeah, and he fought so hard just to get just to get in and um, to get back to how he's feeling now. And I remember when he finally got back, he said he was feeling better than he ever had in his career. And obviously that's not the case, but I, I expect a retirement from him real soon. I could see it. And, you know, he's made his – Money's worth. He's yeah. had the success. He's the. I mean, he's the best golfer of all time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be sad to see him retire. But you you have to remember what he did before all of the later years. And oh yeah, he's, he he still did a lot. Like I said, he won the Masters in 2019. That was four years ago. So you, there's still a lot to praise him on. Do you guys have any favorite uh, Tiger Woods games? Oh, my my favorite is when he made the putt and before it even went in, he just shook the dude's hand. Oh yeah, that was good. I, I love the iconic celebrations from Tiger, with the pump pump in the fist. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. And of course, you you know you always see him in the the uh, red polo, black pants, the red cap. That felt like his prime days. I actually wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking of like the Tiger Woods video games. But yeah, those are all good moments. Yeah, my favorite thing, there's this game called Cyber Tiger. It's for the Nintendo 64. Oh, man, that's fun. I never played a Tiger Woods video game. Really? Never. Didn't no. even know they had it, Really? Yeah. Oh, man, those are big. It's like the Tony Hawk to ones. You know, it's right. Oh, that's fun stuff. And before we continue, prayers to people in Louisville. Actually, one of the people that passed away in that shooting, as mm-hmm. you all know, was actually from our friends across the river, graduated from Xavier. And so uh, prayers to everyone involved and uh, to our friends across the river at Xavier on one of their alumni. And as we continue, I want to talk about the uh, NBA playoffs on a lighter note. The Hawks and the Heat and the Timberwolves and the Lakers play tonight in the play-in games. Rudy Gobert, did you all see that? I I did because they were actually playing the Pelicans. So. So, Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson got into it with their teammates. Rudy Gobert threw a punch in the huddle. I mean, it was a good punch, too. And now Gobert is suspended tonight against the Lakers. So, it looks like the Lakers are probably going to have this one, the way they've been playing down the stretch. stretch. And then the Hawks and the Heat. The Heat have a lot of veteran guys, but they just barely snuck in. This is a team that just made the finals not too many years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow, two more play-in games take place. The Bulls against the Raptors. And then the Thunder take on Noah's team, the Pelicans. He has his jersey on, the Pels jersey on right now. So, Noah, you got him over the Thunder? I mean, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, the Thunder are a good team. I mean, but so are the Pelicans. I mean, we should have beat the Timberwolves. I mean, the, their team was fighting each other, and we still couldn't win. But I, it's just frustrating because – you know, there's one person on this team that just can't stay healthy, and if he was, we wouldn't even be a playing tournament. We would be in the playoffs. I don't even think we need to say that name because I think we all know that yep. name. Yep. <laughs> so it won't be mentioned. Mm-hmm. The Reds lost a heartbreak or a heartbreaker to the Phillies, and they lost a heartbreaker last night to the Braves. If those are games again. You just have to win, but like. Noah, you said it's better to start than last season. Oh, it is. It's a way better start and a way better vibe to this season, I I oh, think. definitely. And 
actually before the show we were talking about them and their fur their all of their losses they have either been tied or they've had the lead going into the sixth inning so bullpen Bullpen. Is what it comes down to. Yeah, if they didn't get the bullpen together, I think we'd see a whole different team. And what really annoys me is in games where, like, we came back and we beat the Phillies, our bullpen was amazing. And then, like, the very next game, our bullpen just, like, terrible. They don't know how to throw the ball. They don't know how to pitch. And it's just – it was really frustrating. And then last night against the Braves, bullpen again. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a recurring theme, I oh, feel yeah. like. Nick Lodolo had an awesome game against the Phillies. Too. Don't, that was outstanding. Don't even get me started on that game because there's no way we should have lost that game. No way. Yeah, he got the insurance run going into the ninth and just, oh, my gosh. It, it's, it's hard. I, and I'm not as diehard as a lot of Reds fans, but and I, but I feel for him because you – know, Well, thank you, Josh. Like – Dude had 12 strikeouts, first off. Exactly. 12. A career high. Okay, and he went seven innings, and he was over 100 pitches. So I realized, yeah, you got to take him out because it's early in the season. He's going to have a ton of starts. Mm -hmm. But come on. Our bullpen cannot do this. Our bullpen cannot give up runs, especially when your starter is out there having a career day. It's just, it's unacceptable. 12 strikeouts. You guys know what that means, right? Pizza. Pizza for everybody in the ballpark. Well, if it was a home game. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, man. It was in a way. Almost. But it's it's going to be interesting because coming up, we play the Phillies again at home. You know who is the game one starter for the Reds? Nick Lodolo. So it's going to be interesting. It's hard to top a team twice, especially in the matter of a week. So that's going to be a good game. It's just hard to see. I mean, I feel like it's different if you're not even in the game from the very beginning. But if you're in the game, you have that game one, Mm -hmm. and you continue to lose – it's something that has to be fixed quickly. More than it's something that has to be fixed more quickly than even being shut out. Because if you're if you have that much potential to win these games and you're not, then that shows. And again, there's still a lot of games left, obviously, and great players on the team. It's just you gotta finish these games. That's all that's all there is to it. Yeah, and I mean I got some I got some players on the team that I really don't care for. And Will Myers cannot stand him. And I don't know why David Bell keeps doing this to Reds fans. Why the hell is Will Vincent in the lineup? Like, why is he in the lineup? I have seen that complaint a lot. Dude, he's like two for 18 with like (laughs) 10 strikeouts. Why why are you in the lineup, dude? He struck out three times on opening day. And then when I went, when we played the Cubs, he struck out three times. Why, why, Why is he in the lineup? Bill, you got an answer? I mean, I, I always go to just the coaches got to see something in him, right? At practice yes. or whatever it is. But that's I don't good, see yeah, anything. The fans it. aren't seeing it, that's for sure. <laughs> I think he should point. be gone. That's That might not be always brought up with any sport. So what do the coach like, – when fans don't like a player, what the coaches have to see something. Yeah, obviously. There's a reason he's starting or that he's playing so much. So is he just really good in practice, but he's really bad in games? Who knows? I, I could see that. It could easily see that happening. That's like the classic, like, six man of the year. If you have the six man of the year, it's like, man, why is this guy not playing? But, yeah, there's obviously reasons. I mean, sometimes players do better off the bench. Yeah. They don't like the role of having to carry the weight on their shoulders. Yeah, speaking of off the bench, Stuart Fairchild, he's come off the bench twice this season and has hit a home run, including last night. 
How's our guy Luke doing? Uh, Luke Maley. Uh, so, honesty. The, the game, the game <laughs> where Nick Lodolo pitched against the Phillies, and we lost. I think Luke Maley acting like he got hit by that pitch was the turning point in the game. Because as soon as that happened, Phillies fans turned into Phillies fans, and they started getting <laughs> rowdy and being obnoxious, and that carried over for the Phillies into the bottom of the ninth, and then the rest is history. <laughs> oh, Philly fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. But no, Luke Maley, I mean, he's good behind the plate defensively. Uh, I, he just hasn't put it together offensively, that's all. Uh, hopefully it'll come. I mean, it's hard hard for him to get playing time with. There's three catchers on this team, first of all. And Tyler Stevenson, he's going to be in the lineup no matter if it's at first base, DH, or catcher. He's going to be in the lineup one way or another. His eight-game hitting streak ended last night, which is unfortunate because Atlanta is his hometown. So he didn't get a hit last night, which is very unfortunate. But he right now is our best hitter. And uh, I just... It's a frustrating season so far. And we're only nine games in. Speaking we, of, we got a long way to go. Mention the Rays still undefeated. That's wild. Ten and yeah. they're making history. That's unbelievable. Yeah. What is it, what is the longest stretch? I don't know. It's it's a crazy crazy. I don't even know if it's that crazy. I don't I don't remember. Twenty six consecutive victories. What by like nineteen twenty? Nineteen sixteen New York oh my. Giants. Nineteen sixteen. That's wow. 26 victories. That's a lot. Was well, that off the start of the year, just throughout uh, somewhere in the season? It looks like it doesn't say when okay. it started, but gotcha. they actually finished fourth in the National League with an oh, 86 yeah. and wow. 66 and three record and failed to make the World Series. <laughs> How do you? And that was back in 1960. Okay, so the longest winning streak at a season starts 13. Okay, and it was by wow. four more it's to tie, two ties, three more so, to tie. Did they win again? They're ten and zero. Oh, Didn't they were 10 you, you said thirteen. Wow. So it was by nineteen eighty two Braves. Okay. And the nineteen eighty seven Milwaukee Brewers. Gotcha. Right there. Yeah. It's and crazy. as that's headline, yeah, it says no Rays move to nine and zero. Match it matches best MLB start in twenty years. It's pretty good. That's yeah, it is. Yeah, it'd be cool to see them do it. I'm not a Rays fan, but I love their stadium. Really? Oh, really? It's a, yeah. Really? Yeah. How can't you? Wow. H- have you it's, been there? I have. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. A lot what, of people what you, hate what, it. What's like? What makes it stick out compared to other stadiums to you? I think the uh, the the time I was there, the atmosphere was just sweet. Who were they playing? Oh, geez, what year was this? I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, this was. Was it COVID 21? year? Twenty one. I think two years ago, and this, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, they in twenty to the COVID year they went to the World Series. So, I mean, it probably was pretty. pretty yeah, cool. it was towards the start of the year too. Yeah, so. I I've seen their stadium on TV. It looks interesting. <laughs> that's all. I mean, I'm not going to comment. I can't say anything just because I haven't been there. But it does look kind of interesting. What is so? Is that your favorite MLB stadium you've been to? Um, no. No, I'm just going to keep it home with that one. All right. But How many have you been to? I think just those two. Because I, I wish I'd been to more than what I've been to. Yeah, I know you have a plan to hit them all one day. 
Yep. I'd say the fa- my favorite is Bush Stadium, the Cardinals, just because of the history. Have you been to it? Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. And being on like you on home plate, you can see the arch, St. Louis Arch. That's pretty neat. I, I do like Great American too. I mean, it's wouldn't say it's bad, but w- but wouldn't say it's like it to me. It doesn't stick out. In compa- like stick out. There's nothing about it that makes it stick out. I, I do like the river, being on the river. That's always neat to have mm. anything close to water. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to four MLB stadiums, and my favorite is actually not the Reds. It's it's the Braves. I can okay. see that. Yeah. And it, it, I went in, what was it, June? Yeah, I believe it was June, and it was the year they won the World Series. So... And it was pretty amazing from, like, the food to, like, where the stadium was located and the fans and the environment. The best stadium I've ever been to. The best. Hmm. I I think, honestly, that this division with the Cardinals, the Cubs. Wait, the Cardinals are in the same division. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Brewers. The Pirates. And the Reds. I like – I love all four of those parks. Wrigley. And yeah. Milwaukee's, I, it's like kind of like you said with the Braves. It's located in, in an awesome spot, and I really like. I think all four of them are great. Which I re, I think all of the stadiums are cool, and I mean, going to visit any sports stadiums are, is pretty neat. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know about Oakland. What? <laughs> I don't know about Oakland. I probably wouldn't go to their stadium. Yeah, I've, I've heard that's not. No, greatest. when when their major league team is getting less attendance than their like triple A team, like, come on, <laughs> that's sad. Speaking of, did you all see that uh, that minor league team? It was actually the Reds double A who got no hit, but they won. I did see that. Yeah, no, they it didn't was the get trash a pandas hit. and someone else. <laughs> the Chattanooga okay. lookouts. Okay, wow, that's interesting. They scored seven runs too, no hits. It was all wow. walks and hit oh by batters. Seven, yeah, all <laughs> pitches, smokes. So while that Phillies game was going on Saturday night, Phil, as I told you, was at the Ohio Kentucky All Star game. Had some local players in it. One of oh, your yeah. one of your high school's players was in it, Carson Brown. And yeah. Elder has a lot of great players in it because I was looking through the alumni and Kyle Rudolph was that played in that game. Yeah. Actually. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, I got to meet Kyle Rudolph one time. Yeah, I got a picture with him. Nice. That yeah, was cool. Is that the most famous person you've ever Met. I think so. Oh well, probably. I I can't think of anybody else. But <laughs> Elder has the best. Elder has a lot of alumni. I mean, oh, Kyle yeah. Rudolph, Phil. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's about the same, right? Nah, it's yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to build you up there. Ah, I'll take it, but. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with you. Kyle Rudolph's pretty great. Yes, but is he on the NKU Sports Talk Show? No. Oh yeah, I got a one up on him there. Exactly. He does. I don't know if he has a podcast. I kind of wanted to see him in Cincinnati a few years ago. Yeah, not not so much now. I mean, <laughs> I would still love it, but you know, he's towards the end of his career. I don't know if he's he's a free agent right now because he was on a one-year deal with the Bucks last year. Yeah. And before that, I think he played for the Giants. Yeah, he played two seasons with the Giants and then um obviously many years with the Vikings. He had a really good career with the Vikings. And do you know what's cool? Um the grade school he went to was the same as mine and high school and it was the Vikings. 
Really? Yeah. And then, obviously, Elder being purple, it was like a mix of the two. It was just meant to be. Yeah, exactly. He went to Notre Dame, am I correct? He did. College? Yeah. You know, they're producing tight ends like crazy because Michael Mayer is going to be a first-round draft pick from out of Covcath. Mm -hmm. That's pretty wild. So, as we've talked a little bit about NKU sports, and I'm going to talk about the victors, which, if you don't, for everyone that doesn't know, it's kind of like the ESPYs. You just give out any awards. I'll go over those in a second, but I wanted to give an update on all of NKU athletics at the moment, and there is a lot. So, I'm not going to do stats because that would just take way too long. I, and I'll just kind of say the record, upcoming games. So, NKU baseball, we have talked about them the last few weeks. 17-12 and 12 record. And actually, I, yeah, that's correct. 8-4 and four in the Rising League play. 8-3 and three at home. 7-8 and eight on the road. 2-1 and one on neutral fields. And three-game winning streak for the Norse including a series sweep over Youngstown State, and they won all three of those games by six or more runs. That's a what a dominant performance. I believe that's a four game because they took the last game against Wright State, and then they did sweep Youngstown. Yeah, yeah, okay. I could, I, I believe it. I think. Okay. It's a, it's a four game win streak. Speaking could be wrong of it, Youngstown State, NKU's backup big man actually just transferred to Youngstown State. That is the second big man in two seasons that NKU's lost to Youngstown State through the transfer portal. Adrian Nelson, mm. and now one this year. And that, I mean, yeah, that's that just sick. means we're going to get another Chris Brandon, right? We'll take, we'll take right. sure. I hope Chris so. Brandon. <laughs> so, upcoming games for. NKU baseball. They play today at home against Dayton, 3 p.m., and then tomorrow against Miami, Ohio. That is a home game at 3 p.m., and then they have a weekend series against Oakland Friday at 2, Saturday at 1, and Sunday at 12. NKU softball. Stadium's right across the street. 9 and 25 overall record, 4 and 6 Horizon League record, 3 and 5 at home, 1 and 5 away, and 5 and 15 on neutral diamonds they got swept in the series against robert morse but they have some upcoming games today and tomorrow against iupui to get the redemption against a horizon league opponent those both are at 3 p.m then they have a series at detroit mercy on friday 3 p.m and then saturday which is a double header at 12 you know not that it gets a lot of attention even though we were just talking about the masters but nk actually is a really good men's golf team they Finished finish up the Joy Invitational in Batavia, Ohio, which is actually like NKU's home tournament. Okay. Like they host it. It's the last tournament before the Horizon League. And then the women's golf participate in the Lady Jaguar Invitational this Saturday and Sunday, hosted by IUPUI, which is also their last tournament before the postseason. And something I did not know was that soccer, college soccer had spring schedules. I thought it was just one season, and that was it. But I did not know that the women's soccer, they take on Cedarville here on campus tomorrow at 7.30. And then, Phil, we were talking about tennis. You didn't know that NKU had a tennis team. Well, now Uh, you do. I didn't. (laughs) The men's tennis is 11-8 record, which they are also really good. They've had several, uh, actually a lot of players that win Horizon League Player of the Week. Nice. Almost every week. Three and two Horizon League record, six and one at home, five and seven away. 
Won the last two against IUPUI, and they have two matches Saturday, 7 p.m. versus Cleveland State, and Sunday, 1 p.m. versus Youngstown State. And then, okay, I'm almost done. NKU women's tennis, 9-2 and two overall record. Wow. That's one of the best records. Wow, NKU ever has. 2-0 and o Horizon League, 3-0 three, three and o at home. And then one, the last two against IUPUI and Oakland. And then 4 p.m. on Saturday against Youngstown State, Sunday versus Cleveland State, 9.30 a.m. Then men men and women's track and field participate in the Catamount Classic this Friday and Saturday, hosted by Western Carolina. So a lot this week for NKU Sports. Again, the victors were uh, hosted last night in the Student Union where awards are just given out for any athlete or coach. And I'll go through – I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'll go through some of them here. So two teams won the Team GPA Award, NKU Women's Tennis and NKU Men's Soccer. That has to be hard to do, all things considered, because of – having to practice and and being gone on the road, but also keeping up with class. I guess mm-hmm. that goes into the role of being a student athlete. Champions in the classroom and the community. The Community Impact Award goes to the NKU Norse volleyball team. Most improved team, NKU baseball, which I think is well-deserved. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. And best hair, Wyatt Giesman, who is a baseball player. And as I told Phil before, he's actually bald. <laughs> One best hair. How do you get best? <laughs> I don't know. You know, you, I mean, I guess you can't have bad hair if you don't have any hair. Yeah, I guess so. That was had to yeah, be the baseball's a, baseball's a sport where, like, players love their hair. So. Yeah. But maybe that's why. Norsepreneur, Roberto Berlow, he won – the Norse preneur, most likely the GoPro, Marquez Warwick. I think we can all agree on that one. No doubt. Coach of the year, Darren Horn. I think that's unanimous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has to win that one. The Horizon League tournament. Put up a good fight in the first round NCAA tournament. Beasts on the playing field plus in the training room. The training room award went to Lindsey Duvall, who – is the star of the women's basketball team and Jaden Wakeham of the baseball team. Let's see. Female Rookie of the Year and through NKU Athletics, I have seen where she has put up some really good performances. Olivia Kennedy, who's a freshman track runner, won the Female Rookie of the Year. Victor's Award, which I'm not sure what that award consists of, but it goes to pitcher Ben Girl for the baseball team. Performance of the year, this one is definitely well-deserved. Liam McFadden-Ackman, two grand slams in a game. That's oh, yeah. wild. Yeah. So, a made sports center. In one inning. <laughs> the championship chase-down block. Play of the year goes to Chris Brandon for his chase-down block in the Horizon League. You all were there to see it. Yeah, wow. I saw yeah. it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. If, I'm guessing you all have seen LeBron's chase-down block in the yeah. finals. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was it similar? It was better. Uh, I, you know, it was ten times better. Yeah. So uh, why was it better? No, it was better. Because it was Chris Brandon and it was NKU. <laughs> I like that. And we were there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Win of the year goes to the NKU 
men's basketball team for their win over UC for the first time in school history. They had a lot of great wins because you have that, and plus you have the Horizon League win in the championship. Yeah. But this was an, that was an amazing game. Oh, that was special just because it was sold out. Oh, man. Seeing people even up in the very top is was awesome because it's, we don't get that very often. No, we <laughs> do not. The career service award goes to the NKU cheerleading team, male nice. student athlete of the year, Marquez Warwick. That was his second award, and you have to give it to him. What mm-hmm. a performance! And then female student athlete of the year was Lindsey Duvall. Again, deserved it. Yep, definitely. Mister Norsk is Kyle Healy from the soccer team. Victor Cup winner for team is NKU Norse Baseball. And there's a lot more awards, but congratulations to all the teams and the individuals who won those awards. A lot of great sports on campus, especially this year, between the men's and women's basketball team, the baseball doing so well. Even like I mentioned, I mean, look at the 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 tennis tennis. teams are (laughs) doing doing really well. The track teams are doing well. Men's and women's golf Mm -hmm. are amazing. You know, this went by really quickly. This sh- this show was quick, it felt like to me. We hit a lot of things, a lot of different sports. But we hope everyone enjoyed today's show. Follow us on Spotify so you can see our uploads on every Tuesday and Thursday. Go listen to the last shows. And even on our YouTube, we had some great ones on there with some great guests as well. We have some, uh, some shows that, you know, our last one didn't go up, even though we, even though we recorded it. We apologize for that. But tweet it at us by tweeting at NKU Sports 2022. Follow us on Instagram, NKU Sports Talk. I'd like to thank our crew, Brady Kramer and Seth Jackson, for taking care of everything. And from Phil Hoffman, Noah Miller, and myself, Josh Cobb, thanks everyone for listening.